Hello, and welcome to another episode of Out of Turn. I'm Landon. And I'm Sam. We have perhaps our most exciting episode to date. Are we, not only are we doing some brackets to get in the March Madness spirit, but we have our very first guest in podcast history. Dun, dun, dun. So our first guest is a good friend of ours, the drummer for one of the hottest Louisville bands, Top Shelf, Ross Troop. What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me on my favorite podcast. Oh, we're so excited to have you. First of all, I have a couple questions for you. I know Sam has a bunch of questions. I just got to know, a lot of people are in a band in their younger years, teenage years, but not a lot of people decide to stick with it into their adult years when they have a full-time job and a lot of other stuff going on. Can you talk a little bit about the band and kind of how it developed and how you're able to fit it in with everything that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So it definitely is a lot being in a band, especially one we're trying to be consistent in playing and playing out quite a bit and growing. We've just been a band since the summer, really, 2020. So fairly new, trying to get your name out there. It is pretty tough to juggle working a full-time job. I'm also in a graduate program for school and just try and keep up a social life as well. So it definitely takes its time. You know, two nights a week, I'm doing schoolwork. Two nights a week, I'm doing band work. I'm usually gigging out at least once a weekend night. So definitely takes up a lot of time, but it's very exciting. I definitely enjoy doing it. Was it hard getting used to the whole breaking down every night like hey, I'm doing this, this night, doing this, this night, and top of like also having a job? No, it's pretty easy. Just take it week by week. What days practice? How much schoolwork do I have? You know, get done with work at four or five every day and see what's going on that night. Try to fit in a workout. Definitely hits on the sleep, but I slip it in there every once in a while. Fairly easy. Okay. How did Top Shelf develop? Before this band, I was in one called Son of Sam. We played out a lot in Louisville, but we kind of hit last winter a period where half the band wanted to go in a direction doing more Southern rock and originals. The other band was looking to play more pop music and something younger people would like or play at weddings. Weddings are big ticket items. There'll be more pay for the band. So it kind of split up where... Top shelf me, myself, the singer and the guitar player kind of moved into the wedding pop role, playing on your bands and the guitarist and the bass player moved into kind of their own original thing, which is awesome. Props to them. They do a great job and we still support each other. So it definitely was kind of this feeling that going two different directions and that's how we kind of ended up with top shelf and how we're trying to like focus on that brand of band. Can you go more in depth with that whole rebranding? Like at first, were you anxious, excited? Were you like, oh, this is going to be a make or break rebrand? Were you nervous at all? Was it like a month long process? Was it a week like, hey, we got to figure this out? Yeah, when we split the bands, because the last band, the marketing was hard. We were called Son of Sam, which we didn't know at the time when we made that name. That's the name of a serial killer. (laughs) So it made it tough for marketing, you know, as you can imagine. Yeah. But going into Top Shelf, it was about a six-month process to really do the brand. So when you split and you start this whole new band, what comes first is the music. So getting up to a three- or four-hour set is learning 50 new songs, which can be tough when you're adding 
can only do five a week or something with your schedules because learning songs you want to get right and we want to be pretty on top of the music but while we're doing that we were doing some photo shoots getting our pictures out there we were kind of creating logos shout out to fiverr we would pay off guys to make our logo and we went through about five or six of those before we found it and then Really coming up with a name is the biggest part, something that will stick and have that recognition. Top Shelf, something I thought was pretty decent. So I like it. Something that's sticking so far. We're trying to brand ourselves as kind of like upper echelon and professional and someone you'd want at your bar, at your private event or at your wedding. Have you had a wedding or private event yet? I know with COVID, it's kind of hard. Yeah. So with COVID, it makes it definitely difficult to get those books. We have some on the radar for the summer and the fall, but right now we've been hitting it hard on the bar scene, just trying to, that's the best way to get our name out there. You can have public events on Facebook. You can sponsor those. You can get all on Instagram, try and be safe, of course, with COVID, but it makes it tough with the playing out at bars and stuff with people all around. But we've definitely been hitting it hard and trying to get our name out there. So going back to that whole wedding part and private event, how did you even put yourself out there to people having a wedding? Did they reach out to you? Did you reach out to them? Can you just talk about that process? Yeah. So that goes along with the branding and what we've been trying to do. So we created basically a press kit with professional photos, created a website, topshelflevel.com. So just trying to put ourselves out there, but the biggest way is just playing out at the bars at places where people are going to go. A lot of people we like playing for a kind of a younger crowd, a, either if they're in college or post college those are people who are getting married and then we play at a lot of busier places for people who are a little older in age that might have children that are going to get married along with that we also are trying to create good relationships with the bar owners because they can direct business to us like the other day had a bar that i've been keeping in contact that we book come to us it's like there's going to be a reception here what would you price out and gave me the contact for the person. So it's definitely word of mouth right now and just kind of getting our name out there at bars and on Facebook. So I know you've only had a couple performances with this new band, but what would you say your favorite performance of all time has been? And then also, where's some place that you haven't played, but you want to play? Okay, hit me with a tough one there, Landon. I guess the best place would be our best gig we recently played at a place, it's called Floyd County Brewing, great brewery across the bridge over in New Albany, Indiana. They have a spot that it's a brewery up top. You come down the hill and it's a huge area with a huge stage light show. You have a screen behind you with a camera going on you. Wow. It's a bar and it's a brewery, but it definitely has the feel of a bigger venue and like you're playing at an actual concert kind of feel. So Always love playing there. We've played there with the last band, this current band we played. And they have a green room. You run out on stage. It's pretty tight that way. But to answer your dream gig, I'd have to say playing out at Red Rocks in Colorado. It looks awesome. Just watching live concerts there. So, Ross, you mentioned how this band has only been together for a little while. What made you start looking for this band? And how many auditions did you have before it all came together? It definitely starts years ago. I got my first drum set when I was about 10, just hacking it in the parents' house, taking some lessons, but not really working too hard on it. High school kind of left it for a while, came back. I was in the drum line for a year, Um, went to college, never 
really played. Brought my drums one year of college, but that was just kind of after a party, come back and drum on a little bit. I don't think that made any musical <laughs> sounds come out of it. So then after college, I moved back home, was just living at home, had the drum set there and not much was going on. So I would just start playing after work or on the weekend, the mom's basement type of deal, playing with her jukebox sitting there a lot of songs and I really was on the war path to, I wanted to join a band. That's what I wanted to do. I thought it'd be awesome. So I actually made a Craigslist ad. I made a couple first. I made some where I was going to be the leader of the band and I had a whole set list made and it was all, all my favorite songs at the time. And then I made another one where it was like, I'm open to join any type of band right now. Just contact me and I'll come out and play. I got a message one day. Well, really, they start flooding in. Oh, um, popular. Most of the time, it's people you don't want to play with. It's people who want to play black metal. Really, that's all the Craigslist people is. But luckily, I got a text from a guy in the last band. He said, hey, you want to come out? We got about 20 songs right now. We're trying to get up to play some bars. Went out to their garage, brought my drum set, sat down and played some songs. Honestly, really bad. I was not a good drummer at all. Still not a great drummer by any means, but back then it was pretty rough. They took a shot on me and let me come back another practice. And then we started working up a set, playing out at open mic nights and stuff. And that was the first band, really. So once I got that first text from a legit person, that was the band I was going with and been thankful ever since. Helped me meet my lovely girlfriend, who's the singer and singer of the new band. Never looked back. I want to know what your set list was for your lead. For my audition? I think the first song they had me play was Sugar We're Going Down by Fall Out Boy, which coming in as a guy who's never been in a band and stuff, that's a pretty tough song. There was a Tom Petty song that I was really hoping they key on, a Santana song that was pretty easy. But I was just hoping to get through that Fall Out Boy song. Luckily, one of the guitarists couldn't play this one part, so they skipped it. And I was like, Oof, that's pretty good because I was not going to hit that bridge correct. So it was pretty good from there you had no like lessons actually or like sat down like learned you just kind of taught yourself i took lessons as a kid from a couple of different people but the lessons i was in was this guy was like what song do you want to play i was like crazy train and then you'd print it all out i'd learn the first little section and start learning a different song because that song of the week so it didn't really help me learn the fundamentals i've since picked up drum lessons in the past year, I started just kind of crafting, kind of learning the drums as a whole, what companies, how to set up. So I have a mentor who I take lessons from, Rob, really been helpful and starting to really hone my craft and become an even better drummer and take this very serious. Which drum lessons, I forgot to mention, factors into that busy week. Jeez. You were- but we keep it moving, boys. All you can we do. We get it rolling. Yeah. So do you have any shows to promote? And if not, where can people find you to learn more about Top Shelf? We have a big show March 13th at Gerstel's Place here in Louisville. We're playing 9 to midnight at St. Patrick's Day, where you're green. Besides that, we have a whole host of gigs coming up in the future and through the summer will be pretty active. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram, Top Shelf Louisville, and interact with us like our page and if you have any song requests if you're coming to a show let us know we'll learn it we're very interactive like that we take requests we won't if you're sitting front row and screaming "Freebird," we're not going to play it <laughs> but if you want to hit us up beforehand with any other song requests we'll play it and we'll go for that you have like a tip jar in the front that just says oh 
We got our tip jar. You got to pay us about $200, $300 to play Freebird. Is Freebird on the set list, though? It's possible? No, it's not. Nobody knows how to play it. It's just that somebody's $300. They got to be pretty drunk. So whatever we play, it will sound fine to them. They won't know the difference. It's all that matters. That's what I like. So Ross will be sticking around, but I definitely wanted to let him get that plug in. So now we're going to move right on with the rest of our show. We're going to bring back Sam's segment from last time. Are you normal? But it's my turn to see how weird I am. So my are you normal is I lose stuff a lot. Even if it's something where I just had it in my hand, I'll put it down for a second and all of a sudden I'll have no idea where it is. That's not the weird part though. The weird part is I will imagine myself as if I'm in like a sitcom, like the office or whatever, and the camera's like zooming in on like where my phone is that I can't find. And, you know, the laugh track's playing. And that's just something that goes through my head. I know I'm not interesting enough to be on a show, but for some reason, whenever I lose something, I get the feeling like this invisible TV audience is laughing at my misfortune. I really think it's just a crutch to hide my poor memory. But that's my are you normal? So before I judge you on this, judge so, away. so you're saying you put your phone down and all of a sudden you don't know where it is. And you're imagining a TV, a camera just zooming in on your phone and then going back to you and then going back to the phone. And you're just like walking around like, where's my phone? Where's my phone? And everyone's laughing at you. Exactly right. I give it like a 45% out of 100%. Nor- are you normal? Not oh. too weird, but you know. Wow. I'm really surprised. that Like you'll lose things. I mean, maybe I'm just like imagining this wrong Ross. Maybe you can help me out. But like people forget where the things are. So. Right. It's, yeah. it's not the forgetting things that I think is weird. It's the internal thought process where it's like you know the tv show i don't know i'm fine with 45 though i'll take it ross what do you think yeah i'm not sure the whole scoring system on the percent um it's whatever you feel man but i'm gonna go 75 percent. i think that's pretty normal i think the office has kind of popularized feeling like that i often do the gym look at a camera just doing my work day so if it's weird then landon we're both weird because i'm right there with you Now that my thoughts have been justified, we're going to move on to the bracket portion of our show in honor of March Madness. I know that brackets are kind of a visual medium, so this might be a little tough to follow. We're going to try to put a link that shows what the bracket looks like, at least that first round. If not, get a piece of paper, do a little squiggly line. It's really not that hard. But first of all, we're going to introduce the seeds. We got eight worthy contenders. Only one can win. The first category is superpowers. The number one seed, powerhouse, super strength. Number two, had a little bit of a tough season. Not quite where he's used to be in. Or she. Or she, mind reading. Number three, you think you know where they are, and then they just come up and surprise you. Teleportation. Peekaboo. Four, they're not faster than the speed of light, but they can get anywhere just as fast. Fly. Number five, from the teleportation conference, second place but it's looking to win the big dance, Invisibility. Six, you might have thought it's past its prime, but it can go to the future as well. Time travel. Number seven, it's looking to move up in the brackets, Telekinesis. Number eight, it already knows that it's about to have a big upset right off the bat, Precognition. So let's get right into our first matchup. We got Super Strength versus Precognition, the classic one versus eight matchup. Sam, where do you side on this? To be honest with you, I didn't realize 
precognition was a superpower for a while. I had to look it up in the last few days to figure out what the heck it is. So with that being said, I'm going super strength. Love the movie, The Incredibles. Love how the guys just sit in the car, just driving down the highway, just ready to kill anything in its path. So for me, it's super strength, hands down, easy. Ross, what do you think? I might take the eight seed here. Wouldn't precognition just know where the super strength guy was going to punch or what he was going to destruct before it happened and move? That's my. I think it's next level, and I, I'm going to go with the eight seed upset here. Wow. Wow. Golden Retrievers over Virginia. I really like precognition as a superpower just because it's kind of off the wall. I really think that it's a strong eight seed, honestly. I'm still going to have to go with super strength, though. I was really pulling uh, for the eight the seed. seed. I'm going chalk in the first round, though. Super strength. There's just so much more that I think you can do with it. And precognition definitely has its place, but to be able to lift things, I'm not very strong. So, you know, having super strength naturally speaks to me. So for that reason, I think I'm going to move it on to the next round. Matchup number two. We have cousins of a sort. Both involve your mind. But which one do we think is more impressive? Mind reading or telekinesis? I feel like moving things with your mind is a great superpower to have because you could be sitting down, you know, they think you're helpless. You can just, you know, free yourself with your mind. They have to plan not just for you physically, but also mentally. They got to put like a helmet on you or something. I don't really know how you stop that. But then you have mind reading and mind reading is a great regular power. You know, even if I'm not going to be super, I would love to know what people are saying about me. I feel like you could really get ahead in life very easily if you knew. It's definitely got some negatives, but I want that as a power, even if I'm not super. So I'm going to go with mind reading. I'm going to take a different angle on this, Landon, than you. Because every movie or every story you hear about someone that can read people's minds, it comes back to bite them. And as much as I'm a very anxious person, I love to know what people are thinking about me or the situation in general. Part of the aspect of like getting to know someone, getting to know the situation is you don't know what's going on. Like if you knew everything, maybe your viewpoints or your experience would change. It wouldn't be as natural. I think telekinesis, you can move things. And let's say you want to redecorate your apartment. You can just do that with like a snap of a finger and your apartment's done in five seconds. You don't have to spend two hours doing it. So I put mind reading up there, but the more I thought about it, I think it's kind of like, would you read ahead in your own book to figure out the actual ending? I look at it mind reading that way. Yeah, it's good like to figure out people thinking about, thinking about you, like think about the situations so you can adapt to it. But at the same time, part of the adaption right now we have as humans is not knowing what's going to happen next and having that fight versus flight. So for that, I know it's very psychological. I'm going to take telekinesis, the seven seed. Raj for the tiebreaker. Which one are you feeling? Oh, man, this one's going to be tough. TBH. Didn't have an idea what telekinesis meant before we got into the explanations. Doesn't rule them out for me, but it definitely gives an edge to mind reading. I think looking at it, mind reading might be the superior superhero power. Just being able to have that kind of knowledge and we're going superpowers. Knowledge is power. Mind reading wins. Matchup three, teleportation versus time travel. All right. So I'm going to take lead on this one boys and girls and everyone listening to me they're kind of like cousins too teleportation and time traveling for me though this little hint to what comes on to the show later on with the would you rathers i'm gonna take time traveling it's a little preluder to the show to come but to me 
Yeah, teleportation would be great to like just go from point A to point B. And when you're traveling, it makes it a lot easier. Part of life's journey is a journey itself, everything. Maybe for time travel, you want to go back and you want to see what you were like when you were 10 years old or 15 years old, relive that great experience. Or maybe you want to go forward and see what's happening in the next five, 10 years. So I'm going to take time traveling hands down. Landon, what do you think? But to use your argument from before, part of being human is being in the moment. And if you're able to time travel, you're not ever really in that moment. You know, you're going from the past to the future. And part of what's being human is you don't know what's going on in the future. You don't know what happened in the past necessarily. So to me, this one is teleportation easy. You can go all over the place, get places faster, spend more time in the moment just as a superpower. To me, it's superior as well because you got a bad guy coming at you, zoom behind him. You know, maybe you can go back in time and prevent that. But to me, that just seems like a lot more convoluted way of doing the same thing. So I'm going to go teleportation here. Oof, you both have very good points for going either way. Time traveling, I get you can see the future, what's happening. Yeah, what I guess that's cool. what has happened. You can go back and relive it. But why would I want to go back and relive it as my superpower? Time traveling just isn't doing it for me. Uh, going back before, going to talk to like George Washington. I don't know if that's going to help me. Why George Super save the world? I'm trying to save the world talking to like, I don't know, Cleopatra. What is that going to do for me? Nothing. You can have the best first date of your life. Something's popping off in China. I need to get there in a split second. I'm teleporting. <laughs> and that's why teleporting is my pick. All right. Uh, Let's see if it's straight chalk. Matchup four. Fly versus invisibility. You got two classic powers here with the four or five. It's a great four or five matchup. Could go either way. Flying is the classic Superman flu. Invisibility, that's also a super strength. And honestly, I think invisibility might help me save the world more. I'm definitely taking the approach of the world's in trouble and what power do I want in this bracket. I've kind of taken that on my own little venture. Not sure if that's the rules of the game. Hey, whichever you want, man. Invisibility helps me a little bit more. You know, I already picked teleporting, so might as well. Invisibility, I don't need to fly anywhere. And invisibility is my pick with the five. So, Ross, I see what you're saying about the invisibility could maybe help the world a little bit. I'm going to play devil's advocate on this one. I'm taking fly. To me, invisibility, it can also be a bad thing. You can just walk around and no one know you're around. You just like listen to everything people are saying to you. It could be a blessing and a curse. It could be good because, hey, you can get to see things that maybe you wouldn't have known about because you're invisible. But it's also a curse because you don't want people to be, like, have to walk around eggshells when you're not there. You want, you want to see people for who they actually are. For me, I think it'd be so cool to just take off and just hop into the sky and just go. And you're in the clouds. You're in the sun. So I'm going to take fly. I'm going to take invisibility. I'm just going to take invisibility because I'm not necessarily worried about people walking on eggshells with me. And I just think it's a superior power. Like flying is cool, but I feel like there's better, more efficient ways to do that. And if you fly, you got to worry about bugs in your eye, bugs in your mouth. I'm not trying to do that. They all wear their eye goggles like the uh, horse racers. I can't pull those eye goggles off. I'm sorry. Invisibility it is. Okay. So that brings us down to the final four. The super semifinals. We got super strength versus invisibility. I'll take the lead on this one. I knocked out invisibility last round, so I'm going to take super strength. I mean, I don't know how much I need to elaborate on that. So I'm taking super strength. Sam, 
I see your point. I went with invisibility. I did not pick super strength. Although in re-examining my own criteria, I think super strength would win. Invisibility will help for figuring out stuff, but super strength is going to win you the battle and save the world. So I'm going super strength on this. I feel like this is a matchup where invisibility is that 12 seed that made the sweet 16, but it's going up against the number one. It's going to lose by 30. Had a good run, but super strength it is. Yeah, they'll get their banner up in the gym. Okay, the second semifinal for a spot at the championship to become the best superpower. We got mind reading versus teleportation. Mind reading versus teleportation. Again, going with the superhero qualities. I'm going teleportation. I think it helps out more than mind reading. Mind reading, you'll know what's going on, but teleportation could really help you in the end if that was your power. Again, I'm going back to first round matchup. I didn't want mind reading. I thought it was a, more of a curse than a blessing, so I'm taking teleportation too, hands down. Wow, you guys both picked teleportation? Yeah. Wow. I'm going to take teleportation too. Mind Ooh. reading is cool, but I really feel like I hyped up the ability to move wherever you wanted. I can't throw that away now just for... No, you can give it a long conversation about it. So bring out the brooms, sweep, sweep, sweep. That leads us to our championship matchup. Super strength versus teleportation. That's a CBS intro for all you musically inclined. The one shining moment ready. So we got two fantastic superpowers, super strength, teleportation, but throughout all of history, what it has been the most valued super strength. All the superheroes have super strength, not all of them, but the vast majority of them. That's because it is the greatest superpower. It just is. There's so many things that you can do with it. And like I said, I'm drawn to being able to lift whatever I want, whenever I want it. Teleportation is very cool. It serves its purpose, but to me, super strength is the superior power. Yeah, I agree. This is a classic, a blue blood versus Someone may be new on the scene, but can't get the job done because you can teleport somewhere, but what are you going to do when you get there? Nothing. You can't. Super strength is the ultimate superpower, and it's a reason it's going to be your champion. Bring out the brooms. That's all I have to say. You two hit on every major point. Like you said, Ross, saving the world. I think that can actually save the world more than teleportation. So super strength. Hoist that banner. I don't know how many banners you've won super strength, but we'll say at least 15. I feel like every movie has a super strength person. So we'll say 15 banners. Number 16 is on its way. Sam was so excited to cast the deciding vote. The look of disappointment when Ross voted for super strength was fantastic. I'd take it from him. For all you reoccurring listeners, we appreciate you. You know that food has been a common theme of this podcast. Every episode, we have to at least talk about some kind of restaurant, some kind of food atmosphere, some kind of how can we get fatter, basically? How can we keep eating? So the next bracket is uh, going off of that. Best ice cream flavors. Number one is an all-time favorite. It's my favorite. Cookies and cream. Number two, it's like a frozen Reese's cup, but you just keep eating and eating and eating it. It never ends. Chocolate with peanut butter in it. The three seed. My second favorite, actually, has that fruit aspect into it. Also has a little sweet tooth aspect into it as well. Black raspberry chocolate chip. Number four, for all you classic lovers out there, strawberry. Number five, for you plain Janes out in the world, vanilla. Number six, this is a two-in-one kind of dessert. You have a fruit-flavored ice cream, a cheesecake, strawberry cheesecake, blueberry cheesecake, raspberry cheesecake, 
that kind of fruit flavored cheesecake ice cream. Number seven, a little spin on a classic chocolate chip cookie dough. And number eight is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Banana. So stepping up first, this is a primetime game. We have cookies and cream versus banana. Ross, what do you think? To me, this is the biggest landslide of the whole tournament. It's cookies and cream, no doubt. All right, Landon. See, I actually like banana a lot. I feel like it would be a good eight seed, but it's going up against the powerhouse. It's cookies and cream. It's not even close. Bring out the brooms. Cookies and cream, hands down. Hands down, cookies and cream. Nothing else more to say about it. All righty. We have a good two versus seven matchup here. This is a top of the line versus mid-major that has just been, maybe has one or two losses. Chocolate with peanut butter in it versus chocolate chip cookie dough. Landon, what do you think? I think chocolate chip cookie dough is perhaps the strongest seven seed in history. All right, Joe Lenardi. It's, it's a really good ice cream flavor, but to me, chocolate with peanut butter in it should be the favorite going forward. Chocolate with peanut butter without ice cream is fantastic. You then throw in that frozen milk flavor just brings it to another level. I could eat, chocolate with peanut butter in it all day. It doesn't matter if there's some vanilla mixed in. It does not matter. That is, to me, the best ice cream flavor. Ross. So I got some issues with the guy who decided the seating on this. It seems kind of biased because these are the two best flavors on the whole board. To be honest, those that know me, I'm not a big ice cream guy in general. I'd rather like a cookie or a brownie, baked goods item guy. But these are my two go-tos when I am looking for ice cream. So chocolate with peanut butter in it. Reese cups are my all-time favorite candy. I love chocolate with peanut butter in it. But chocolate chip cookie dough is my hands-down favorite ice cream. It's my go-to at the graders. Scooping the pints. I'm going chocolate chip cookie dough on this one. Okay, I respect it. Well, Ross, I'm sorry, but number seven is going to have to come to an end. I'm taking chocolate with peanut butter in it. I love Reese cups. I love this ice cream for everything that Landon mentioned. It's the only ice cream I ever get a glass of water with. And to me, that's underrated sometimes because a glass of water with this is great. And I love chocolate peanut butter in it. I used to work at Cold Stone. Always got this. I have like mixed it with Reese cups too as well. And uh, yeah, hands down, second favorite flavor ever. So chocolate peanut butter takes it by a landslide, I think. So you like a dry ice cream that makes you thirsty? It's not a dry ice cream, but like you eat peanut butter. Yeah, you, you need something to like quench your thirst with it. Okay. I was just follow up. Ross, you're, so you say you're a big guy. So are you more of a half-baked Ben & Jerry's for ice cream or no? Oh, I'm strictly graters, bro. I'm not stepping too far out into the ice creams with the uh, Ben & Jerry's. Like if I'm at the store, it's a Reese cup that I'm picking up, not ice cream. But if I'm out on the town, a couple scoops here or there. After a band, band gig, you just – Play some rock and roll and finish with some chocolate chip cookie dough. It's my perfect night. You're right, though, Ross. Chocolate chip cookie dough, very underseeded. Yeah. You get mad at the seating? Play better next year. This breaks my heart in the next matchup. It's a very tough matchup, I think. A great three versus six. You're going to tune in wherever you are. We have black raspberry chocolate chip versus fruit flavored with cheesecake cubes. I'm going to take the lead on this one. And I'm going to take black raspberry chocolate chip, hands down. 
Black raspberry itself is my favorite ice cream. Add the chocolate chips, you get the fruit, you get the uh, the sweet in it, sweet and savory. So for me, with a little black raspberry swirls of Briars ice cream, also Graters has this as well, great. Handles in the Ohio area has black raspberry chocolate chip, also great. So I'm taking black raspberry chocolate chip, hands down. Landon, what do you think? I really don't like cheesecake very much. So this one is short, sweet, to the point, chocolate chip, black raspberry. No pun intended. Ice cream. Wait, I think I just took a little offense to that. I'm a huge cheesecake guy. And so this one was simple from the start with me. I'm going with the cheesecake ice cream. All right. So I don't know why this four versus five matchup is here where it is. I think five is a little too favorite. It's like a Duke. Everyone loves them no matter how, how good they do. So always got a favorable matchup, quote unquote. We have strawberry as a four seed versus vanilla as a five seed that I think needs to go lower. But, you know, it had a good season, I guess. Ross, what do you think out of strawberry versus vanilla? Very strong matchup here, Sam. Strawberry is just a solid go-to ice cream. It's good. With some nights, you just pop on the strawberry. But you can't get more classic than the vanilla. There's a reason it's the most popular ice cream in the entire world. Where are your facts? It's vanilla ice cream. Every dessert has vanilla ice cream on the side. It goes with every cake, every pie. You ain't making chocolate cake with strawberry ice cream that often. It's vanilla on the side. You seem shocked that I would say that, but vanilla is on the side of everything. So I'm going vanilla. I wonder why it's on the side all the time because by itself, it's not a, it's not a super house. It's on the side for a reason. It's not the main dessert because by itself, there's nothing to add to it. You're not using strawberry though. Hands down, I am. If I have a chocolate cake, I'm putting strawberry with that. Chocolate covered strawberries. That's a refined taste you have. That vanilla is every little kid's favorite. Every old person with a pecan pie is eating vanilla ice cream. My grandfather loves strawberries. It's It's his favorite, hands down. But if I gave him a pie with vanilla ice cream, everybody's eating it. Because vanilla ice cream has nothing else. Like vanilla ice cream by itself, you have to put it with something else because it's so vanilla. It's so boring by itself. So for me, it's, I'm taking strawberry because you can eat strawberry by itself or you can put it on the side with another dessert. You don't just see people walking around with just vanilla by itself. You have to see it with sprinkles or like whipped cream or hot fudge. You have to add stuff to it. To You're not using that for any of, of the other ice creams? No, I can eat cookies and cream by itself. I can eat chocolate chip with peanut butter in it by itself. I can have black raspberry by itself. I can have cookie dough by itself. I could have... You have vanilla by itself. There's no taste, though, besides just, like, it's not good by itself. So for that, I'm going to go against you. I'm going to take a strawberry. Okay. Wow. I guess we're just attacking opinions these yeah, days. Yeah, we are. I guess we have a tiebreaker here. This is a tough one. I think you both made some really good points. I am of the belief that strawberry is perhaps the most underrated flavor of the Neapolitan rainbow. You got chocolate, I feel like, always gets the love. Vanilla gets the love, but nobody ever wants the strawberry. But that's going to inform my decision. I was pretty set on strawberry, but the vanilla argument was a pretty good argument. Are you serious? It had to have with something else. It is. By itself. But vanilla is the most classic ice cream flavor. Doesn't mean it's the best. I think there's something to be said for it being so classic and iconic that strawberry just can't match up with. As much as I expected to pick strawberry beforehand, I'm going to pick vanilla. Oh my God. Let's go. Just because it's classic does not mean it's better. I pushed that one through and I'm pretty proud of myself here. (laughs) In the official ice cream bracket, that will become official word. Vanilla was better. 
for this first semifinal matchup, we have cookies and cream versus vanilla. Ross, go first. I'm going to be honest with you. You guys put it as your number one. I could tell you're both huge cookies and cream guy. Doesn't get the job done for me. I'm going with the classic vanilla. Oh, my God. <laughs> I kind of want to go vanilla too now. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm not going to, though. I'm oh, gonna, my God. I really kind of like the idea of chaos and vanilla being this chaotic agent when it's so boring really speaks to me. But I'm going to go with my heart and what I know is right. And it's vanilla. Let's go. <laughs> Listen to your heart, man. I can't believe you two. How is vanilla better than cookies and cream? It's classic, man. Uh, just because it's classic doesn't mean it's the best. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, there's no point in arguing now. They're already lost, so I was going to pick cookies and cream, but I guess vanilla somehow. All right. Can a Cinderella pull off another upset, I guess, in the next semifinal? We have chocolate with peanut butter in it versus black raspberry chocolate chip. Landon, you go first. I'm still very upset about this, and I feel like I'm going to get attacked again on this. <laughs> oh, man. I'm really riding the vanilla train right now, but it's not in this matchup. So I'm going to go with chocolate with peanut butter in it. Like I said before, it's a classic. Can't beat it with chocolate chip black raspberry. The graders in me kind of likes that chocolate chip with black raspberry, but I'm going with the peanut butter. Ross, do I dare even ask you? You should probably go first if you have a differing opinion. <laughs> Landon, I see what you're saying. I love chocolate peanut butter in it, but I'm taking black raspberry chocolate chip. Black raspberry by itself was actually my very first ice cream I tried as a child, so I fell in love with it. And then I matured and had chocolate chips in it with a black raspberry, and it still took the cake. So I'm taking black raspberry chocolate chip. Nothing compares to it. It has that fruit aspect. It has that sweet aspect with, with the chocolate chips in it. I'm taking black raspberry hands down with chocolate chip ross you want to just shatter my world again apparently yeah i didn't mean for this to be the just go against sam bracket but as i said before chocolate chip cookie dough and chocolate with peanut butter were my two top i have this whole bracket so obviously i'm gonna go chocolate with peanut butter ross look at you man you have your two favorite on here first time guests and you're already wooing the crowd i never said vanilla is my favorite i was going through matchups <laughs> you're a big vanilla fan though so this national championship game, I probably wouldn't watch because my two did not make it to the finals. A little bitter now. We have chocolate with peanut butter in it versus vanilla. I'm going last on this one because I don't want to get beaten down again. So Landon, which one do you think should win? As much as I've embraced the agent of chaos, vanilla, this was all a ploy to get chocolate with peanut butter to its rightful place as the best ice cream flavor of all time. That's my vote. All right, I'll take it from here. I've been a big vanilla. I've also been a big chocolate peanut butter. So I need to turn it on the hosts a little bit on this and a clarification. Is this, in your opinion, the best or is this just the best out of all the ice creams? Because it's really going to sway my vote. In your opinion. Okay, <laughs> chocolate peanut butter is going to take the win for me. The best, but the same thing, aren't they? That's the one I like the most, but... If I was rating for the entire world, vanilla would win out of my book. Vanilla wouldn't win. Vanilla would win if it's a worldwide best vote. If it's a top 10 list of the world's favorite ice creams and it's on a vote, vanilla would win it. Where are your facts? In my opinion, chocolate with peanut butter tastes better, so it's won my pick. I hate vanilla, so I'm definitely taking chocolate with peanut butter, hands down. Chocolate peanut butter, you are the winner. 
There might be controversy. I think you only picked it because you hate vanilla. Here it is. The top pick among the U.S. adults is a classic, chocolate ice cream. One in five Americans say this is their favorite. Second, vanilla. Third, strawberry. Whoa! Mint chocolate chip. Fifth, butter pecan. Sixth, chocolate chip cookie dough. And seventh, cookies and cream. That's crazy. Somebody put chocolate chip cookie dough as a seven when it's the sixth most popular flavor in the entire world. We didn't have mint chocolate chip on there, and it was number three apparently in the world. We did not consult the experts. I would have taken out mint chocolate chip early. Oh, yeah. So now we're going to get back to what you've all come to love and expect from us, some would-you-rathers. Our first would-you-rather is very apropos because of our guest, Ross. So... Would you rather be forced to dance every time you heard music or be forced to sing along every time you heard it? I'm going to dance every time I hear music. I feel like singing would kind of get in my way. I'd be mid-conversation at a restaurant <laughs> or something, start singing away. So I think dancing, I could just sit there, bop my head a little bit, but carry on with interacting with people. I'm taking dance too. I'm an awful singer. Probably not a better dancer either, but I feel like dancing for me kind of helps me the confidence and all my friends know me as a dancer of the group when we go out and stuff like that when when music's happening so i'm taking dance every time as well not much disagreement here i'm also going to take dance just because if you try to listen to music even at work you're forced to sing every single time that's not going to be good i'd much rather be able to do a little dance in my chair and still listen to music so make it fire if you start singing to round out the would you rathers in a wild wild podcast kind of going back to superhero teleportation time travel Landon, would you rather go into the past and meet your ancestors or go into the future and meet your great, great grandchildren? Shout out to the Jonas Brothers lyrics. I love that little addition to the Out of Turn podcast. What Jonas Brothers lyrics? The year 3000. <laughs> oh. The year 3000, man. <laughs> Everything was underwater. <laughs> <laughs> and your great, great granddaughter. <laughs> Doing fine. Doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd rather go into the past. Just because, first of all, I don't know if I'm going to have some great, great grandchildren. That's going to be a really depressing way to find out oh. if I have to go to the past and they're not there. I'm just saying. But in the future? Yeah, if I have to go into the future and they're not there, I'm just saying. But no, I think it would be cool to kind of see my ancestors, depending on how far back we're going. They could be the first generation that was in America. That would be really cool to figure out kind of what brought them here. And, you know, just kind of see how they're laying the groundwork for what's eventually going to become me. It, kind of interesting to see you know them working up from probably not a whole lot to creating something i think that'd be really cool to see ross what do you think this is definitely an interesting question i do like the thoughts lane and have of going to the ancestors seeing what they're like first in america but i think i'm gonna go the opposite with the great great grandchildren just have my own curiosity for how the world is what new inventions is there anything really new or have we been the same for all these years so I think I'm more intrigued by what could be in the future than knowing. I already know what's going on in the past, seeing all the movies. So the future kind of is what I'm looking for. I'm going to take another deeper look into this. I'm going ancestors because for me, if I go into the future, it's kind of like I already read ahead. I mean, to have great grandchildren, I'm assuming I met someone I, I'm marrying. I don't want to know who I already started my life with. I want to kind of take that journey at its own. But to go back to the ancestors, for me, I I have an idea of where I'm from, but I don't really know where I'm from. So I would want to go all the way back to see it kind of play out. So for me, 
I don't know because I, I'm not a huge movie fan. Like Ross, you said like you watch all the movies, you kind of know what's the past. I don't really watch that many movies. I would take Ancestors. I would like to go back and just hang out with them, crack a cold one, sit down at a restaurant or a bar, you know, and just see what life's like. Hang out at the local watering hole. Yeah. What's the word, man? What is the word? I'm loving how this is just taken off, and now it's a third edition of What's the Word. It's back to me now. I wanted to do Italian. I really did. But I looked up Italian sayings, and they were all obviously in Italian. I can't speak Italian, so I just kind of had to rule that out real fast. Oh, man. I know. I'm sorry. We'll learn Italian for the next show. Yeah, I took it a couple semesters in college. I was ready for the Italian word. Oh, shoot. Well, we're doing up north to Canada, eh? We're going to let both of you guess at these and see if you're right. So, Landon, first word. Two, four. I'm going to guess this is kind of like the American phrase, one, two. Just like multiplied. So like a one, two is like, you know, give them the the whole one, two, like punch. So I'm going to say it's something to do with fighting or throwing a good punch. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, you may fight after you do the two, four. I'm going to take a similar approach. I think it's like the phrase, uh, two birds, one stone, a two for one, a two for. So you're just knocking out two things at once. Like, hey, I'm going to go to the store, have a two for. Also picked up gas. I don't know. That was a bad example, but it, it was a two for one. The gas station had groceries at it. That's a two for. Well, I'm kind of surprised you didn't guess this because of how much you know me and how much I love to drink. Two for is a 24 case of beer. Mm. Online it goes, I'm on my way to the beer store to pick up a two for. So Landon, you could fight after you have a 24 case of beer. Ross, you could go to the grocery store and also pump gas and get a two for. So you were kind of on the right track, but not really. I was trying to make you feel better. Two, four is a case of beer. You need all the feeling better you can get after the way that ice cream bracket went. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Moving right along. The next word. And also, I apologize to all of our Canadian listeners. If I don't pronounce these words the right way, I think I can. But, you know, we never know. Ross, you're going to take a first crack at this one. Uh Uh-oh. Keener. Say it again. Keener. K-E-E-N-E-R. Keener. Do you want it in a sentence? Yes, please. Don't be such a keener. Okay, I'm going to say this references somebody's name, and it's kind of like a Debbie Downer. It's somebody brings the group down. Like, you're super sad sitting at the bar with the fellas, and he's being a keener. So that's what I'm going to go with. It could bring the bar, maybe bring it down, but no, you're in, not really. I definitely thought it was something alcohol-related until you used it in that sentence. Can you give me the sentence again? Don't be such a keener, eh? I'm going to say it's some like really aggressive guy that just wants to fight everybody. You were just in a fighting mood tonight. I guess yeah. so. It's kind of like a brown noser. They try too hard to please everyone. Smart, kiss ass, that kind of thing. So maybe a Debbie Downer Ross if you're in like a group and some guy's just like all about kissing someone's butt. And you're like, all right, let's just relax here. Let's just have a good time. Landed it may lead to another fight too. If the person that they're kissing ass to, they don't like. So yeah, could be. that's what Keener means. Kiss ass. Yeah. Next word. I strictly picked this on the saying I found of how to say in a sentence, Chesterfield. I love the sentence it uses to try to describe what Chesterfield is. Landon, would you like the sentence or you want to try to get yeah. it again? Give me the sentence. Go ahead and eat your elephant ears on the Chesterfield. I'll come sit with you as soon as I take these runners off. So I'm guessing it's like a bar table. Close. Can you elaborate or you just go with bar table? Well, like... To me, the way that that sentence sounds is like 
you know, you're sitting at the bar, like it's like a high top. They're sitting at the bar. Your, your buddy just came in from skiing. I guess that's what they do in Canada. I don't know. And he's got to put him down before he can, you know, climb up on that table, get on the, the high top. So that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to go with an interesting piece of news based on that um, sentence you gave out. Like, give your elephant ears. I'm thinking that's some big ears. So maybe they've been gossiping. It's, it's a little piece of gossip that they've been getting that needs to be explored. So, Landon, you were more on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> it's a couch or sofa. Oh. Elephant ears. I think it was like bacon and runners are sneakers. So they had like, it was like a three for one in there. That's also oh. what I picked it because I just love how the sense is just encompassed everything with Canada. So I went nowhere close. We're nowhere close. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, man. <laughs> I mean, maybe they're gossiping on the couch. It's usually used by the older crowd, like your grandparents. Okay. Maybe it's a brain of couch. Yes. The Chesterfield. The last one, Landon. True. I'm going to say this means false. That's my guess. Because it's Canada, you know, got a little switch things up a little bit. I'm going to say true means incorrect. True. Can I hear this one in a sentence? Hey, the bus is here. True. I'm going to say it's like, like I would say bet. Like you say, hey, we're going up to the club, bet. I don't know how to define it as that, but it's like, okay, man. You were just hitting the head right on the nail. You went from not knowing what the last word was and just hitting the nail on the head. It just means okay. It has nothing to do with like true or false or anything valid. It's just, okay, yeah, sounds good. Could not have been more right. (laughs) Should have asked for that sentence. I felt really stupid as soon as Sam started talking. That does not happen often. Uh, It's okay. At least it uh, happened on a podcast that will be kept for posterity. So that brings us to the end of another wonderful episode of Out of Turn. We got to explore some brackets make some controversial decisions in the superpower bracket and definitely in the ice cream bracket. We got to run through some would you rathers and found out just how Canadian we aren't. I want to thank you all again for listening to another episode. Like we said, for weeks and weeks, we are always looking for guests. We had our first one on here today and it was a great time. We definitely thank Ross. I'm going to give him a second here to plug his stuff, but I just want to thank you all again for listening. I'm Landon. I'm Sam. And I'm Ross. Thank you, boys, for having me on. Again, any music inquiries, Top Shelf Louisville on Facebook and Instagram. As always, like, subscribe, comment, hit us up on Instagram or Facebook. We love the support. We thank you all for coming out and showing your support and listening to us. Hit our friend up, Ross, on Instagram, Top Shelf. Great drummer. He brings the enthusiasm every single time. He has his tongue out like Michael Jordan. We love all support. Love you guys. Have a great week. Have a great month. And March Madness is quickly approaching. And happy St. Patrick's Day to all you Irish and non-Irish people out there.